Well, welcome and thanks for joining us this morning. My name is Elliot Campbell. And my name is Luke Matthewson, and we both work with students here at Waterstone. If this is your first time kind of getting to know our community here or even joining us for a live stream service, we want to say welcome to you. You know, if you go to our website at waterstonechurch.org forward slash live stream, you can fill out an info card. Now, if you're like me, I know that I don't need any more emails right now, but I do need more ways to connect. And this is the best way that we can find out how to connect with you and what you might need in this season. And here at Waterstone, we want to get you connected with people. So we want you to know that coming up after Easter, we are going to have small groups that are going to launch, and those will meet via Zoom and Skype online. So if you fill out that card that Elliot just talked about and put in the comments, I'm interested in the small groups, we'll get you connected with one. That's right. The second way that you can stay connected with our community are midweek connections that we have every single Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. It's really kind of a fast-paced Q&A session with some of our pastors where if you go on our Facebook Live page, you can write in comments and we'll do our best to field some of those questions to our pastors. Again, 7 o'clock every Wednesday night. Hey, we also want you to know about the COVID-19 care page that we have on our website. There's a lot of resources on there for those of you who are looking to uh, help the community, to give assistance, and also for those who want to submit prayer requests for the staff to pray over for the, to be sent out and for requesting your own assistance. And we also want you to know that our food pantry is open from, on Thursdays from 12 p.m. to 4 p.m. for curbside pickup and drop-off. That's right. Now, believe it or not, next week begins Holy Week. Next Sunday, a week from today, is Palm Sunday. And so for Palm Sunday, we're inviting all families at Waterstone, if you're a mom or dad or mom and dad at home and you've got a kid, to make their own palm branch and actually to make a palm parade at your very own house. Record a 10-second video and submit it to Palm Sunday at Waterstone Church. We'd love to have that. The second thing is on Friday, April 10th, we're going to have our very own Good Friday service that we would love for you to join us. It's always a special service, and this year will be as well. That starts at 7 o'clock. And finally, Easter Sunday is coming. Resurrection Sunday, the time to celebrate Jesus' resurrection. And we'll have three services on April 12th for you to join us. 8 o'clock, 9.30, and 11 o'clock. Lastly, we just want to remind you that if you want to continue giving or even give for the first time to ministry here at Waterstone, you can do that online here at the website that's shown. That's right. There's really two funds that you can give to our general fund to help the ministry here at Waterstone continue. But also there's a care fund that you can give to. And that specifically goes to help those in our community with their most tangible needs, rent, electricity, uh, groceries. And so if you want to give, feel free to go online and give now. In a moment, we are going to hear from our very own Elsa Wolf, and she's going to be doing a first-person narrative today that I hope encourages you and really speaks to you. But before then, we're going to hear from one of our own high school seniors reading from Psalm 100. A reading from Psalm 100. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving, and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good, and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. The word of the Lord.
Yes, and your camels smell more than my sheep. That is saying something. Ah, ah, there you are. I have heard someone is waiting for me. You are with the caravan, yes? Then we won't have much time. My boy, he is bringing water for the camels. The men will have bread and cheese. I make the best bread in all of Judah. I am what? David has sent you. Ah, then I am glad I have come in time. You know, I was in the hills watching over the sheep, finding the strays, helping the new mothers. Three new mothers. You know about sheep? No. I can tell you, sheep, uh, they are stupid, eh? stubborn, always wandering off, getting lost, so helpless. Uh, but I love them. So often I am thinking of Yahweh and how he feels about his people, the sheep of his pasture. Uh, we are so stupid, eh? stubborn. Always wandering off, getting lost, so helpless. But he loves us, our good shepherd. Yeah? Yeah, but you, you did not come to speak to me of sheep. No, I see this. Ma, I see. You have a hurting heart. I know about this too. This. Uh, David has sent you to see a yellet. Maybe to hear a story. A yellet, my name. Yes, it, it means climbing, eh? like the deer on the high places. A good name. But uh, this was not always my name. Once, like you, it was hard for me. I changed my name. But my story, it, it was not over yet. Your story, it is not over yet. There is always a story unfolding. Like with the weaver and the loom. You have seen, if you look under, it is a mess of threads and dark. But if you look where the weaver sees, it is a beautiful pattern. Huh? Eh. What do I know of weaving? I am all my life in a family, we tend sheep and we tell stories. Oh, my father, also shepherd, he taught me many stories and songs and sheep. Oh, the stories I know, stories of war and destruction, stories of love, restoration. Stories of the Jew, stories of the Goyim, eh? the Gentile. Stories of Yahweh and his mighty power. And stories of his people being stupid, eh? stubborn, wandering off, getting lost. <laughs> so many stories. Stories. They are important. Eh? They help us. They teach us. They, they help us to remember who we are and who he is. They help us to laugh together, sometimes to cry. Oh, so many stories. I have my own story. But for you, 
for today. Oh, I have a good story. Oh, it is true. It happened here in Judah. Ah, sit, sit, I will tell you this story. It happened long ago in the dark days of the judges, before the days of our great king. Uh, God's people were not following his ways, wandering around, eh, getting lost. And there was a famine in the land. A man of Bethlehem, Elimelech, he took his wife, Naomi, their two sons, Melon and Kilion, and they left Judah, the land of promise. They went to Moab. While they are in Moab, Elimelech, he dies. Now Naomi is alone with her two sons. With time, the boys, they grow, they take Moabite wives, Orpah and Ruth. I know it is against our ways, but there they were in Moab, in chosen exile. The boys, they marry the women. After 10 years, there's no children. Then the boys, both of them, they die. Now Naomi is all alone and unprotected and far away from her people. Like a long lost daughter, Naomi decides to return to Judah, to her people, where she has heard the Lord is again providing food for his people. She sets out with these two women, eh, the wives of her dead sons. And then she stops. She says, no, you go back home to your own family. And may Yahweh grant you the same chesed, eh, kindness, that you have given to me. May he give you a new beginning. Eh? Orpah and Ruth, they say, no, we, we want to go with you. She says, no, leave me. It is not good to be with me. What, do I have sons in my womb and you would wait for them to grow and to marry them and to have... No, there are no children in my future. Yahweh has turned his hand against me. La Azov, yeah, leave. Orpah, she hugs Naomi and is crying and she leaves. But not Ruth. She clings to Naomi. She says, do not make me leave you. Wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you live, I will live. Your people will be my people and your God will be my God. And wherever you die, I will die. And that is where I will be buried. May God do to me this and worse if anything but death were to separate me from you. Huh. Such loyalty. Eh? Naomi, she can see. Ruth is determined. The women, they travel on to Judah in silence. Naomi... She has lost so many worries and cares for herself, for this woman who is with her. When they arrive in Bethlehem, the women rejoice. They say, Naomi has returned. She says, do not call me Naomi. This name means pleasant. 
Shaddai has made me bitter. Call me Mara. I left here full, but I have come home empty. I am Mara, bitter. She changed her name. I too once changed my name. Oh, long ago. It was another lifetime. My husband, also shepherd, uh, he, he was killed fighting against the Philistines. Sometime later, the Philistines, they attacked our village. They killed everyone. My mother dead, my father dead, my sisters dead. My three children all dead. I was left for dead. Oh, I should have died. I wanted to die. A shepherd friend of my husband, he find me and bring me to his family. I called myself a sub. Forsaken, forgotten by him. Oh, I was lost. I was wounded. With time, my wounds, they heal. Except for this. But uh, my heart, oh, this was a longer journey. Yahweh had to bring me home. He is our good shepherd. But sometimes his ways, they are hard. Sometimes he allows us to become so empty so he can again fill us. Eh? Sometimes eh, what we have is taken from us, but our hands can now receive again from him what is good. Naomi, Naomi, oh, her emptiness, it fills her. And no one is speaking to this foreign woman with her. No, who is this? She does not belong here. She is not one of us. But Ruth stays with Naomi. She is loyal. Oh, and it was true. The harvest time was good. The barley fields of Bethlehem were ripe for harvest. You know, the Lord has made a way in his laws for the widow and the poor to receive food in the harvest. The workers must leave some behind. They can come and get, yes, the gleaning. But the fields, they are a dangerous place for a woman especially a foreign woman. She could be stolen from or attacked or worse. But Ruth, she went into the fields. They were hungry. They needed food. By chance, ah, she happened to end up in the field of a man named Boaz. Good man, not married. She is working hard. Boaz, he comes to the field where she is working. He says, who is this woman? She is strong. Eh? They say, this is Ruth, a Moab woman with Naomi. He has heard of her, her loyalty to Naomi. 
he goes and speaks with her, with kindness. He says, uh, may Yahweh keep you under his wing. Eh? Yahweh, he's already at work. He gives her food and water and uh, is blessing her. When Naomi hears that it is Boaz who has been kind to Ruth, she is happy. She says, this man Boaz, he is relative of my dead husband. He is kinsman redeemer. He can redeem our land and rescue our family. Ha ha. Maybe Yahweh is not so against me. And Naomi, she is... Uh, Seeing again, she can see Ruth, a young and beautiful, loyal woman. She has hope for her and for herself. Chesed, the kindness, it has breathed life into her spirit. Back when I call myself a sub forsaken. I could see no good around me. This shepherd friend of my husband, he's taking me. I am one of his family. But all I could see was my pain and my loss. I was angry. This shepherd friend of my husband, he becomes a mighty warrior, killing many Philistines. Eh? And one day he brings to me four skins of dead enemy. Eh? Four skins of those Philistine dogs. Four skins. Eh? Eh? They bring me no peace. Eh? Revenge, it brings me no peace. Later, this shepherd, warrior, he brings to me, no, no more four skins. He brings to me a, not a head of my, listen to me, please. He brings to me a child, a eh? Philistine child. No mother, no family, all dead. I say, what do I want with this? Take it away. But he leaves me with the child and with a choice. I say, no, I want nothing to do with it. In the baby, he cry. I say, no, he can die. He cry again. I think, eh, I will look. Eh? It is a baby. He cry again. It is so helpless. Eh? I will pick it up. I pick up the baby. <laughs> And he stopped to cry. And my heart started to beat again. You see? To give chesed, and to give the kindness that also breathes life into an empty and broken heart. I know this. Naomi. Naomi is now having hope again. She is... Uh, she is old, but uh, she is not so old that she does not remember what a man wants and eh? what a man needs. Naomi is making a plan. 
She says, oh, tonight between sunset and sunrise, two people will meet. Boaz, handsome man, Ruth, beautiful woman, alone at night on the threshing floor. She's making careful plans and tells Ruth. Then Ruth is hiding in the shadows in the threshing floor, watching as Boaz is eating and drinking and lying down happy. He is very happy when in the middle of the night he awakes and there is a woman at his feet. It is Ruth. She is quick to tell him why she is there. She is not wanting to offer him pleasure. No, she is there to offer him her loyalty. She bows low and she says, You are my kinsman redeemer. Take me please under your wing. You see, she was offering to be his wife. Boaz, he is very pleased to see her. He says, Yahweh, Aberuch, blessed are you by Yahweh that you would be so kind to me. You are a worthy woman and I would like to do as you say. I am kinsman redeemer, but there is one closer than me who could have you. I will settle the matter right away. Ruth, she spent the night. And the, what? Are you not listening to me? This is not a story of passion. This is a story of provision. Ah, divine provision from Yahweh. Please do listen with your head and not... Boaz, he gives her a safe place to spend the night, to protect her, to protect her reputation. And when Ruth goes home to Naomi in the morning, oh, she is not empty-handed. He is giving her large bag of grain, eh? food for the belly, hope for the heart. Ah, Naomi, she knows Boaz. She knows he will settle this right away. Ha! Whether it is Boaz or other kinsmen, redeemer, Ruth will have a husband. My plan is working. Huh? Whose plan is it? Huh? Boaz, he has a plan of his own. He knows this is family matter, must be settled at the city gates with witnesses. Boaz goes very early to the city. He goes and he, right away, he sees the man he is looking for. Hello, my friend, please come to sit. You know the widow Naomi. Uh, she has land that a kinsman redeemer can redeem to keep in the family. Do you want it? The man, he is thinking, good opportunity, nice land, old woman will die soon, more land for me. Little risk, little cost. Yes, yes, I will do it. Then Boaz tells him of little surprise. <laughs> he says, you know, of course, you must marry the Moabite woman, Ruth. You will have kinsman redeemer duty to have children to carry on the family name. Uh, the children will inherit the land. Of course, you know this. What then? No, 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 I cannot do this. The cost is too high. The risk is too great. The, it, this could uh, take away my own inheritance. No, no, you do it. Ha. 
He takes off his sandal, gives it to Boaz. The town elders are witness, old tradition to make finished and final. But do you see? The cost was the same for Boaz. The risk was the same. But his heart was already for Ruth. Eh? He was willing to pay the price to rescue her. Chesed. Achava. Love. It comes at a price. Sometimes a great price. For me, when I decide to keep the child, it was hard for me. I sometimes have to fight to protect him some, from my own people, to provide for him. But I have grown to love him. He is not Philistine child. He is my little boy. <laughs> love, it comes at a price. But like Boaz, I was willing to pay the price. What my boy? What is become of my little boy? You have seen him, no? He is uh, watering the camels? No. Eli! Eli, come, come. Ha <laughs> ha! Here is my little boy. Huh? <laughs> he is making me grandmother again. Ah, two times. Hey, go, work. So, oh, the story. Yes, yes, yes. The story. Boaz, he marries Ruth. And Yahweh gives them a son. And Naomi, ah, who has with so bitterness in her heart, says, there is no children in my future. She was wrong. Soon Naomi is holding a baby boy. <laughs> All the women of Bethlehem, they call him Naomi's baby boy. Oh, this was just the beginning of a good harvest time in Judah. Eh? Obed become the father of Jesse, and Jesse become the father of David. Ah, King David! <laughs> oh, maybe I should tell you something. This uh, shepherd friend of my husband who bring me home, and who gives me child. <laughs> His name is David. Huh? David, King David, <laughs> before he was king. Huh? David, he comes many times to Ayelet to hear the stories. I tell him this story of his great, great grandmother, Ruth. But you see, the story of Naomi. It is not just the story of unexpected happiness of a widow. It is more than a story of love, Boaz and Ruth. It is the story of Yahweh providing for his people. Jehovah, he provides food and for the widow and for the foreigner. But he is looking ahead at our need for a great king. Yahweh was providing for his people. You hear this? The camels, they are rising. You must go. 
my friend. I know that it is hard for you right now. But I tell you, you can trust Yahweh. He knows what you need. He is your good shepherd and he will lead you home again. I do not know how your story will unfold. No? His ways are not our ways. But I tell you, you can trust him to lead you. No? You must go. And may, may Yahweh keep you under his wing always. Shalom. Oh, Yahweh, watch over this one. Eh? Show your kindness again. Bring your lamb home. Amen. Eh? Ah, the bread. You have forgotten your bread. Oh, oh, the bread. I've always loved the story of Ruth and the narrative, but I think now possibly more than ever for many of us in our lives, does it make more sense and is it more poignant for what we're experiencing? The narrative of Ruth is about a woman named Naomi whose identity seems to be swept away overnight. And some of you understand that because there are jobs that are in question or lifestyles or structures to your week that all of a sudden in a matter of two weeks seems to have been swept away as well. Naomi's really a story about a woman who has lost so much and is grieving. And whether you're a high schooler who seems to lose the second half of their school year, or a person who's working a job that they might complain about some days but ultimately enjoy and doesn't have that at this moment, I think in many ways we can all relate to Naomi. And the beauty of that story is that while God's name is not at the forefront and his presence is not always clear, his hands and his fingertips are all over Naomi's story. And we believe that his hands and his fingerprints are all over yours right now. See, Naomi had Boaz, someone to step in and save where she was at. And we believe that we have a God who's given us his Holy Spirit to step into our narrative that's not yet over and save and redeem and restore where we are. So in a moment, we're gonna sing a song that our congregation here at Waterstone has resonated with called Reckless Love. And you're gonna be able to respond internally to God's reckless love. But before that, I wanna give you an opportunity to invite the Redeemer of all of our lives, Jesus himself, into your life. Not because you haven't before or maybe because this is the first time, but because he is a gentleman and if you open the door, he'll walk through that and he'll be present in this moment and in this season. So would you pray with me silently as I pray out loud? Lord, I ask that this morning you would respond to an old and ancient prayer prayed by the church through many seasons of peace and of chaos. Would you come, Holy Spirit, come. Like Naomi, our lives have changed, many of them drastically but we
we know that there's a God who is at work in this moment, who responds to our invitation, and who redeems our destinies, our futures, and our days. Would you come and redeem? In Jesus' name alone, amen.